From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Morning Edition. It's such deep uh, human damage. People have been really hurt. A child sex abuse survivor fighting for justice. We hear his story this morning as lawmakers work to try and end the statute of limitations in these cases. And later, a new debate over abortion pills this morning following a controversial decision by Walgreens. To take it away is absolutely a political maneuver. I don't think that medication like that should be given out without a prescription and just over the counter. Governor Newsom is now taking aim right at the pharmacy chain. A few light showers in the forecast for today and tomorrow, but we're going to start drawing all of our attention now to the rainmaker coming on Friday. Heavy rainfall amounts and some strong winds with that one. A first alert forecast, in fact, for the end of the week. That's coming right up. And you might run into some slick surfaces out there on the roadway, so be careful. We're already seeing a backup at the Bay Bridge. I'll have your travel times and your top traffic trouble spots coming up. Let's start with a look at our top stories. The Santa Clara County School District will have a community listening session in the Friedman Event Center today at 4.30 p.m. The school board is also scheduled to meet tomorrow in City Hall at 6 p.m. Yesterday, parents and community members joined hundreds of Montgomery High School students in a walkout. It's been less than a week since 16-year-old Jaden Pienta was stabbed to death during a fight inside a classroom. Students say the school is not doing enough to keep them safe. The district removed school resource officers in the summer of 2020. The school district told us that's an issue they want to talk about with the community. We are making sure there are many more adults on campus being present and engaging with students so that they can feel that sense of safety, so that they can feel that sense of calm, and so that they can re-engage with each other and reconnect. Well, the school district tells us their priority is to make students feel safe. But we do want our students to come back to campus and feel safe, and that is what we're most focused on. Our top priority is the safety of our students and our staff, and they're the ones at the heart of this, and they're the voices that need to be heard. Sonoma County prosecutors charged the 15-year-old suspect with, in, with voluntary manslaughter yesterday, as well as a felony weapons charge for bringing a knife onto campus. He will be in court Friday. And how do you spell murder? The family of an unarmed black man killed by a former San Francisco police officer asked the state's attorney general to take over the case before the charges get dismissed. Keita O'Neill's mother and aunt were part of a rally outside Attorney General Rob Bonta's San Francisco office. A judge delayed the, the case dismissal until today. Bonta has to decide if his office will prosecute Christopher Samayoa for O'Neill's death. Now, Sam Yoa was just four days into field training when he shot and killed O'Neill in December 2017. Police say O'Neill carjacked a state lottery van and led police on a chase. The DA at the time, George Gascone, chose not to prosecute, but Chase Boudin reopened the case and charged Sam Yoa in 2020. Current DA Brooke Jenkins has said Boudin's decision was politically motivated and she wants to drop the charges. O'Neill's family says they feel betrayed by that decision. I really wanted to believe, I told her that, that she would do the right thing, especially as an Afro-American woman that she brags about, that she would do the right thing by holding this officer accountable. We reached out to Jenkins' office. We'll let you know when we hear back. If the case does move forward, it will likely be the first time an SFPD officer will ever be prosecuted for an on-duty killing. 
So plows are slowly making progress in the mountains of east of Los Angeles with Snowden residents running low on food and supplies. Officials in San Bernardino County say they've cleared hundreds of miles of roads, but it could take several more days to reach some neighborhoods. The county is one of 13 under a state of emergency issued by Governor Gavin Newsom last week. Now back here in the Bay Area, taking a live look from San Francisco this morning, a chilly, chilly start to our day. We've seen some rain so far this week, but we are preparing for another atmospheric river later on. First alert meteorologist Darren Peck has all the details on when that's going to begin. Going to start out with that aspect of this mm -hmm. because it's going to be very different kind of rain when we get to Thursday night and Friday from what we've had for the last six weeks. We're going to see kind of this whole reorientation in the storm track from what we've been looking at in terms of the way storms get driven into California. And to do that, we kind of look across the globe as a whole to find a pattern. And by the time we get to Thursday and Friday, we see that pattern showing up. You can see Northern California outlined on our globe. Brighter color shows you the higher concentrations of water vapor redirecting one of the atmospheric rivers coming out of the subtropics and pointed right at us. And that gives us a higher amount of rain. It also gives us some pretty strong wind. And it gives us a very different kind of character to the storm than what we've had for the last six weeks. It's not going to be one of these cold snowmakers. It's going to be quite the opposite. It's going to be quite an impressive rainmaker for us. We could see as much as an inch and a half to two inches of rain here. But this doesn't start until Thursday night. Friday is really the focus. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves and focus on that, which is the main headline, we still have today and tomorrow. We got a few light showers that'll come through today. Today's more blue sky than anything else. Wednesday morning, we kind of get the last of the showers from this current system. So we'll get some rain on Wednesday morning's commute. And then by Wednesday afternoon, we're going to be done. And it's going to be a much needed break, really, to kind of prepare for big rainfall amounts which will arrive starting Thursday night. I'm going to go into much more detail on this in the complete first alert forecast in just a bit. For now, Gianna, over to you. All right, Darren, thank you. Let's take a look at those roadways. It might be a little slick in some spots this morning, but definitely it's the week where you pack that umbrella and pack that jacket before you head out the door. So right now at the Bay Bridge, we've already got all this. You can see that back up behind me. Traffic busy westbound as folks commute out of the East Bay over into San Francisco. We have reports of a crash near Powell Street. Uh, Mobilefy is going to give us a live look near that area because 80 is already backed up this morning. We're tracking some brake lights westbound as you head through there. Once you cross the bridge, just a heads up, there is a truck spot on 5th Street just as you head into the city. So that is causing some delays there as well. And here's a quick look at those travel times. Justin. One Northern California diocese is facing so many sexual abuse lawsuits, it could go bankrupt. People have filed over 200 lawsuits against the Sacramento Diocese, most of them going back decades. This is happening as state lawmakers are trying to end the statute of limitations on child sex abuse civil cases. Right now, only people under the age of 40 can sue their attackers. Kelsey Thorid talked to a survivor in his 70s who said he wants to be able to sue. A quick note this morning. We are not showing his face and only using his first name because he wants to remain anonymous. It's been over 60 years since Mike says he was abused by a priest as a child. But even all these decades later, it is still hard for him to talk about what happened. I just remember feeling I wanted to get the hell out of there. And I felt like a sissy for not wanting to be there. Mike was just 10 years old when he says a priest at his Catholic school in San Francisco sexually abused him and several other students while on a class trip. I'll never forget 
the word horseplay either. And uh, I think by the time he got down to me, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, you know. Mike says after the assault, he spiraled. I joined the bad boys who, instead of going to church on Sunday, would meet around the corner in the alley and smoke cigarettes. For years, he says he struggled with anger issues. It wasn't until just a few months ago, at the age of 75, he decided to join a support group. Finally, I said, I'm getting old. I have Parkinson's. I had a stroke five years ago. I'm not going to live forever. Either I'm going to do something about this or not. It was in that support group, Mike says, he learned some people were thinking about suing the Catholic Church. Mike says he thought about suing too, but then found out he couldn't because of his age. So as it currently stands, someone has until their 40th birthday to bring a lawsuit um, arising from childhood sexual abuse. Paul Llewellyn is an attorney who specializes in child sex abuse civil cases. Under current California law, only survivors under the age of 40 can sue their attackers or the organizations their attackers work for. Paul says that's a problem because more than half of survivors who come forward are older than that. It's been reported that the average age for someone to come forward and report that they were abused as a child is age 52. And remember, that's the average age. So there's many people they may come forward in their late 50s, their 60s, their 70s. It is for that reason State Senator Nancy Skinner and State Assembly Member Don Addis introduced a new bill titled the Justice for Survivors Act. What we're saying is it doesn't matter what age you are when you decide to confront your abuse as a child, you have the right to get to have that to have your day in court around that. The bill would eliminate the statute of limitations on child sex abuse civil cases, allowing survivors of all ages to sue, including Mike. Yeah, the statute of limitations should be should be just waived. I don't, I don't think statute of limitations would be appropriate in this case because it's such deep uh, human damage. People have been really hurt. Mike told me even if the bill does pass, he's not sure if he would actually sue, but he says he wants to have that power to decide for himself. I think that all the people that were abused by those, those folks should have the right to sue them. Yes. While he waits for that right, Mike told me he plans to continue to go to his support group. He says he's happy to finally be on a journey towards healing, but it's just the beginning.